Welcome to the Doggy Dojo. I'm your host, Susan Light, a Los Angeles-based dog trainer on a quest to become worthy of the title Sensei of the Doggy Dojo. Today we're talking about pet photography, and normally my episodes are about giving pet parents tools and tips that they can use on their own, and although my guest, the professional photographer, is going to give us a couple of tips, today is really more about celebrating how amazing pros are in this field. I have a couple of friends that are professional photographers. I have great, great respect for what they can do uh, and the images that I just cannot duplicate with my iPhone, no matter how hard I try. So please welcome professional photographer who's been heavily specializing in pets lately, Molly Condit. Molly, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Happy to be here. Yay. So today we're talking about pet photography mm-hmm. and um, we haven't, this is actually the first time we're talking, although we do have a mutual friend, yes, um, Melissa, Yes, who that's how I, I became aware of you. You actually flew out to California where Melissa and I are to photograph her and her dogs. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It was kind of a combination of, um, uh, you know, photos for her business, for her skincare business. Um, and then, uh, yeah, she has two dogs, so that had to happen. So, <laughs> two wonderful dogs, Bubba yes. and Mackenzie. Yes. And uh, yeah, when I asked her about it, she's like, "Yeah, I wanted her to do it because she does animals, and I wanted the dogs to get good pictures." So, and it's not easy to get good pictures of animals. It's it's not. Um, but you know, it's funny because a lot of people tell me that, or they think that I'm a little nuts for. <laughs> wanting to photograph so many animals but I I guess to me it just never it just seems like pure fun rather than you know frustration or anything like that so it's uh yeah I mean it's a challenge but I think I just love it so much it just it doesn't even seem like that you know that's so So, great I feel the same way about working with with animals it's so fun so well let's rewind all the way back to how did you get into photography in the first place um so I've been a professional photographer for about eight years now. Um, but you know, I loved it when I was a kid, but I also, um, really loved, uh, movies and film. And so I went to college, uh, in New York, we moved around a ton as a kid. Um, but I ended up going to college at Columbia and was a film major and, um, thought I wanted to be a cinematographer at the time. Uh, and I got experience kind of working on films and stuff like that in between semesters and things. Um, kind of realized that wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. Um, and I ended up graduating and then getting uh, a job with an edit house. So it was like mostly post-production. So we basically edited TV commercials and, you know, short form documentaries and things. Um, and then I had a bit of a quarter life crisis and <laughs> thought I wasn't contributing enough to the world. So I uh, decided um, a friend of mine was at Penn doing a, pro- a master's program. And she said, well, there's a, a post-bac program. You could be a veterinarian, you know, I have a vet school. And I thought, sure, let's try that um oh really and then I yeah but I realized very quickly that I am awful at chemistry like really (laughs) bad very slimly bad um and it just wasn't quite the right fit uh and it was kind of a bummer because I I you know I loved the idea of working with animals um but it just wasn't really I think what I was meant to do um and I ended up moving out west um just some other you know life stuff happened and um ended up in Tucson and it's actually where my mom lives. Um, and 
I was d designing jewelry for a bit and then I went to like a, a networking meeting and I met um, my former partner, uh, but also a really, really good friend, my best friend. Um, and he's a photographer and he needed help with his business. And it was just kind of a seamless transition um, mm -hmm. into doing that. And it fit. And I ended up really um, just being a working photographer, doing all the senior portraits, weddings, um, things like that. And over the the years, I kind of realized, um, I think someone mentioned once, they're like, oh, I had this you know, client that wanted a cat in the studio. They wanted to bring their cat. And I thought that was crazy. And I was like, why is that crazy? That sounds amazing. <laughs> so uh, I'll do that. Um, and uh, and I try to keep up, you know, some involvement um, in the animal rescue community uh, because mm. it's always been really important to me and uh, ended up just, you know, doing a lot of pro bono work for um, rescue groups around town, um, traveling. Taking to, photos to, for the rescue, yeah, the rescue animals? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, because it's, it, I think, honestly, good photography it's so necessary for everything, not just animals, but, you know, it, it just, there's such a, there can be such a wide range of <laughs> photography in general. And I think, um, in particular, you know, a lot of shelters and a lot of, um, those kinds of groups and stuff, they have a hard time with certain animals, you know, because, you know, they're deemed, you know, they've had a rough start and things like that. And you get a great photo of them and, you know, in a day or two, they get it at home. And, yeah. You know, it's really, I just think it's really important. And um, so it's just a really nice way to kind of, I don't know, I just, I ended up photographing tons and tons of dogs and cats and even some bunnies and some horses. And it just, um, yeah, it's slowly, it's funny that you, you asked me to be on this because I realized that, especially since last year, uh, it's been this concerted effort w without my realizing it that I photograph a lot of animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's sort of becoming this specialty. So your, um, so. your business is called Great Bear Media mm -hmm. and that was before yeah. you were photographing animals or this is, <laughs> yeah, since <you> <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, well, it's actually in memory of my dad. Um, Aww. yeah, he was, a uh, uh, an ER doc, um, using the Air Force and we moved a bunch for that in med school. We went back, back to med school at 38 actually. Um, and so we moved about the country for that and, uh, but he, he believed in the great bear was his thing. And he had this teddy bear that he took with him. Um, it's in my bio a little bit um, on my website, but yeah, he took this bear everywhere with him, you know, when he went on to Bosnia one year for, uh, for Christmas. And um, <laughs> uh, my mom was not pleased about that. Um, but yeah, he believed in that. And so he, uh, but he passed away uh, in a car accident um, shortly after my 16th birthday. And so it's just when I was thinking of, what to name my business, you know, uh, it was kind of a no brainer. So, yeah. Would you say he believed in the great bear? Is that some kind of myth? <laughs> no, like, uh, it's, it's, like a, the Yeti? it's a, no, it's like a Bruce Condit myth. <laughs> 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 I mean, he was, uh, he was an atheist and he, you know, but he had this thing for bears. I mean, uh, I think when my mom met him, he had a Harley and he had a blue teddy bear that, rode on the back of his Harley with him. So uh, it's just, yeah, it's like a family thing. It's, you know, it's kind of, it's our thing. It's a Condit thing, I guess. So that's yeah. very cool. Yeah. So the logo is actually, it's a silhouette of his uh, bear, his last bear that he had. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I think what you say about good photography being necessary for everything is so true. And what's interesting is that it people have never had more access to good cameras than they have now. I mean, right. what are, the new iPhones have like, what, four or five cameras, a couple on the back and a couple on the front. And, um, you know, basically it's all shrunk down and everybody has it. You don't have to have like this quote unquote professional camera to take good pictures. But to be honest, I can never take good pictures of the animals that I'm working with or even myself or my, my animals. And so I think that even though people have access to this technology, it still takes an eye. It still takes a person who's gifted to take a really great photo. I mean, thank you for saying that because it's like you're fighting our battle that we that we have sometimes. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, absolutely. The, I mean, I got a new iPhone recently, and the portrait mode is ridiculous. Um, uh, you know, the funny thing about it though is that animals move so quickly. I was gonna um, say the portrait mode does not work out for me in animals. No, and even when I'm in the other modes, it, it's not fast enough, and so that's why um, I think. The, having an experience with them and kind of knowing how to anticipate what they're going to do um, and just having some mm -hmm. tricks, you know, in order to get them to, to look at you, to focus or to whatever. Um, it's just experience. And it does, it does, it does take an eye. It does take yeah. um, an intuition, I think too. Um, Absolutely. And making them feel comfortable. I mean, I think that's the biggest um, thing with photographing them is one kind of meeting them where they're at. Um, not ex and, and kind of managing your expectations too, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, if they feel comfortable with you, it's, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, you can yeah. make magic. It's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, there's nothing like just that magical photo that you just love to look at that just makes you smile. That just sort of encapsulates the subject's whole personality, you know, like it's just that kind of image is so worthwhile. And again, I think that's why it's worth bringing in a pro to get that because you, I mean, I, I have so many pictures of my cats on my phone, like ridiculous, tons of pictures of dogs you, on my you're phone. You're not alone on that. <laughs> um, but it's like, how many of them would I just stare at and be like, wow, that's, I really caught it. I mean, I'll, I'll get lucky every now and then, but I try sometimes to take, you know, 20 pictures of a gorgeous animal. And there's, I'm like, the pictures don't do the animal justice. I cannot capture it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it's like, um, you know, being a good photographer, even if you're not photographing animals, I think it is, you know, have, training your eye to, to see composition, to see, to use lighting in the right way. Um, mm -hmm. Nothing makes me sadder when I see someone trying to take a selfie in harsh light. I just, it pains me, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but I think it, it is also, I think it is the equipment. I think, you know, we, we invest a lot in, in cameras mm -hmm. that, that can do more than, you know, the iPhone or you know, whatever you have, you know, and Absolutely. it's also, um, yeah. And it's also learning how to be patient, um, as well and choosing the right situ situation and scenario, uh, to, to get good... that, to get that photo. Yeah. That's because I mean, a lot of times, well, I think a lot of times people expect so much from animals in terms of, and you can get too, you know, close in their face and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, I, who wants, who wants to, who wants that, you know? <laughs> yeah. How long does an average session take? It really depends on the animal. Um, I mean, I've, I've had newborn kittens in the studio and Aww. yeah, that's kind of amazing. Um, 
it's also learning, you know, how they're, how to make them comfortable and how to get them to sleep. And it's kind of similar to a newborn baby. Um, mm-hmm. but you can tire them out. I usually let, you know, if, if I'm doing a studio shoot, I let any animal, it doesn't matter who, um, go off leash or whatever, and just roam and smell and get acquainted with, um, the space. Cause it's new and there's a lot, you know, of, of stuff to, you know, investigate and smell and things like that. Um, and then using like continuous lights a lot of times is really helpful because strobe lights, you know, that flash can really um, spook them. So mm-hmm. trying to uh, to just get them in the right environment and then being patient, you know. And so sometimes, I mean, I never put a, a, a time on my, you know, I, I don't okay. wear a watch or anything like that. But I mean, on average, nothing more than like an hour, you know, typically yeah. um, because then they're over it too. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, um, unless they are a baby kitten and then they just sleep and it's kind of the best thing ever. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I don't like to go longer than that. Um, mm-hmm. unless they are really into it and, and having fun. So yeah. Um, yeah. 20 minutes to an hour typically, you know, give or take. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And what are some other challenges to working with animals other than you know, they're moving around. The ones that come to my mind is the fact that they're moving around. They don't want to. And I don't think cats in particular are as maybe trained to come and sit where you want them and look where you want them to as say a dog would be. Right. No, no, they're not. Um, (laughs) They're not. Uh, No. And it's, yeah, it doesn't matter whose cat. My cats are (laughs) no better. Um, In fact, I think they probably are super over me at this point, but uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I I don't know. I mean, there, there's moments that there have been a few that have been really, really difficult and, you know, the, the shoot is over and I, I wonder if I got everything that I really wanted, you know, or hope to get, you know, um, mm-hmm. but invariably I always look at it as if they're not up for that and it's not really, then that's not really them. And they don't really want to look maybe camera direct and that's fine. Um, I care more about capturing their personality, whatever that means. Um, I also think cats, you know, it depends on them. And I think some are really comfortable in a new place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I usually ask people, you know, do they like getting in a carrier? Are they okay? You know? And they're like, yeah, yeah, they're mm-hmm. fine. You know, I had a cat that came in in a harness and I was so jealous. You know, I know. That's all I want for my life. Um, there's a cat that'll do that, but, um, it's also, I think sometimes, um, if they're not comfortable being by themselves and sitting on thing on something, uh, then I have two people come. So like, if there's two people involved that the cat knows, so one can kind of spot and like put the cat back up on like a stool, for instance, you know, Mm, um, and then someone right behind me, uh, always trying to get attention and things like that. Um, but that's also where it comes, you know, being fast and being really quick and anticipating comes into play. So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, you just have to be ready. You know, I, I mean, yeah. you take a million photos yeah. in a session. Yeah. I mean, I have like this one, you know, cool shot of a, a puppy who was, I think eight weeks old. Um, and he was a maniac. I mean, he was all over the place. Uh, and so people love this one shot and I'm like, Oh, it's like one of 80 (laughs) and it's not an exaggeration. But to me, I don't mind that. I don't mind waiting for the 80th, you know, shot. That's the winner. Um, so maybe that's, I think that's why I love it, you know, and it doesn't bother me. I see it as a fun challenge, not a, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And what are some of your favorites to photograph? 
I don't know. I really love them all. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I've, I've had dogs and cats my whole life. I think we had bunnies at one point when I was really young. Um, I think what's, I guess I would say what sometimes is, is most rewarding is like a rescue dog or cat that mm. has been through it and they soften and are able to get comfortable in my presence. And I think that's a favorite moment. Um, I don't think I could say a favorite animal, truthfully. Um, so it's more about those moments where you feel like you really connect with, um, the animal and, um, and then they let me in. And I think that's, what's really, um, the most special. It makes it all worth it. So. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. awesome. We're going to take a short break, but I want to let you know, you can find Molly at gbearmedia.com. You can email her at molly at gbearmedia.com and you should definitely follow her on Instagram at greatbearmedia. We'll be right back. Well, not to give away the farm or anything, because as I said, I really think that, you know, you can't, I've been given so many tips. I think it's interesting. You're from a film background. You were thinking about being a cinematographer. Mm -hmm. My husband is a filmmaker. He's done a lot of his own cinematography and he was a professional photographer briefly in Vegas. Uh, So he's always the one like trying to give me tips and still like his pictures will always turn out better than mine. Um, So it doesn't matter the number of tips. I don't get it. But do you have some tips that we can give people with their iPhones um, to try to take pictures of their or their animals? Yeah, I mean, when I try and get a lot of, you know, when I'm trying to get a portrait of the animal looking directly at me, um, I always tell the person who I have, if I, hopefully I do, otherwise I do it myself where I'm holding my phone or I'm sorry, I'm holding my camera and I'm dangling a treat. It's funny cause you can't see me right now, but I'm like mimicking it. <laughs> Basically. Um, and I look ridiculous. I'm sure. Um, when I'm photographing, I mean, I'm kind of half glad that there's no video you know, behind the scenes of me, because I make weird noises. I do. I sometimes I bark. I mean, just, it just depends. It's the weirdest thing, but, um, but, uh, dangling it right in front of the camera. I mean, they'll look right where the treat is. Right. So you want to make sure that it's, you know, um, in their eye line. Um, the best thing I can say is being patient. And if you, and don't wait, I mean, there are times when even my own cats have been doing something amazing or lovely and you know I'm like oh that's such a cool photo and then you know I wait too long to take the photo you know um it's probably yeah those are like my best tips that's probably not that helpful but um no I think it's great yeah 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 sometimes sometimes the problem with cats and I mean dogs obviously they everybody they they stop doing what they're doing when you grab your you know what I mean when you grab your phone and take a picture they look at you or they get up or they whatever. So it happens to me daily. Uh, (laughs) Seriously. So I feel, I feel everyone's pain in that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think honestly uh, figuring out what they like, or even if it's with cats, sometimes toys work a little bit better. Um, Mm. I find that dogs tend to be a little bit more food motivated. (laughs) Oh yeah. You know. Um, And do you have any like big mistakes that you see people make over and over again? Like I know you said taking a selfie in a harsh light. (laughs) <laughs> but anything's come to mind when you like see all these pictures that we've all taken of our animals and be like, Oh, I think, um, 
I guess I think I would say, let me think about this. If not, it's all right. Yeah, I I, I hate to say, I hate to, I don't really look at it that way. I think, you know, mm. in a, you know what I mean? I don't think of it as mistakes. I just think, I, if I weren't a professional photographer, I mean, I remember when I, before I was, um, even if, even though I worked in film, I wasn't, I didn't know how to work, you know, a DSLR camera or anything like that. And, um, I still love the photos that, for instance, you know, recently I found some that my mom took of my dad mm. and their first dog. And I think she wasn't, you know, a professional. Um, and she laughed and thought I was nuts that I thought they were so cool. And, you know, partly I think they're cool because they're my dad and, you yeah. know, and it's a time that I wasn't, you know, there yet. Um, but I think I wouldn't want to judge that because I think people, I know people who love the photos that they have on their phone. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I can't think of it. I don't see it as a mistake. I just think if you want to try and improve them, absolutely. Let's, you know, ask me about how to maybe wait for a better composition, wait for better lighting. Lighting is probably the biggest thing in any photography, you know, that you can fix quickly. And if you can look for it and be aware of it, your photos will be better exponent. You know, they'll, they'll become exponentially better just by doing that, you know, by focusing on that. So, yeah. And um, like I said, I found actually not using portrait mode in the iPhone to be more helpful with the animals, because like yeah. you said, they move so fast. And I yeah. think portrait mode like there's a little bit of a like a delay before there's a lag like yeah, yeah there, there's a lag for sure um because I found that um I was trying to use it outside to photograph a bee which is like <laughs> I don't even know why um I think I was trying to see how maybe how robust <laughs> the, the iPhone was and uh, it is not for that um unless yeah. the bee decides to take a nap which that does not um really yeah. happen um yeah, yeah um yeah, it's hard. It is. I think that is why it's it's nice to hear someone like you appreciate, you know, a photographer, a pro's, you know, position in this, because I think some of those images like, you know, even your husband, who is a, a photographer and things like that. I think there comes this um, expertise and in, in, in ability to use a better camera in a better situation to capture those moments that you're hoping. And I think any any, you know, ordinary person um can see, but it is, um, sometimes the gear does help in the experience, you know? Yeah. So. And there's nothing so disappointing as not being able to capture it. You yeah, know? totally. You're like, ah, oh, this totally. is amazing. And my photos totally. all look like crap. <laughs> this is what happens to me every day. I know. I know. <laughs> but Hey, you know, it happens to me all the time too. I mean, there's, yeah. there's loads that aren't winners. And I think, oh man, I, my focus hit, you know, the nose and not the eye and dang it, you know? And, mm. um, so it's not quite the winner that I wanted it to be. Um, you know, I say winner meaning like, you know, I, I missed, I missed my focus, you know? Um, mm. so yeah, I mean, it, it happens to all of us. I mean, and that's partly why animals are tricky, you know? Um, yeah. they don't, they don't, they're not pose, pose friendly. <laughs> Some of them are, some of them strike poses, but they uh, do not too many. Well, it's more like the pose that like you're hoping for, you think you want, you know? Um, and so that's what I've learned is I just, I let them just be who they are, you know? Um, and honestly, they're more, I find them to be more authentic portraits, you know? It's like, that's who that, that dog is, you know? Definitely. Um, that's who that cat is. That that's who that horse is, you know? So 
Do you have to deal with like slobber or things yes. like that where you have to sort of be like, yes. okay, we need a little touch up here slobber, before we take any more? <laughs> uh, pee. Um, oh, yeah. Some mm -hmm. throw up. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. I did have, a, I got a brand new backdrop once and I hadn't used it yet. And um, the dog that was coming to the session, um, they took him out a couple of times. He never went to the bathroom, came back in and went right on the backdrop. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, and you're like, okay, all right, well, yeah, them's the breaks, you know. It's so. true. It's true. You, you can't help it. No. You gotta go. You gotta go. I know. And I mean, <laughs> it, I mean, I, that's part of having animals too, right? I mean. Absolutely. So, you know. Yeah. I just stepped in cat barf um, probably 30 <laughs> minutes ago. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Got my yeah. carpet steamer out. When we get done talking, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> hey, at least it's not 3 a.m. That happens to me. I step in it. Like, I know it's there and I, and I, and I'm, I think I'm going to remember and I never remember. And then I step in it. So going uh, to the yeah, it's righteous. It's, a, it's yeah. joy. It's the joy of pet parenthood, but that's awesome. Well, thank you, Molly. I don't yeah. know what else to ask you unless you have other uh, things to say, but I've really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, no, I, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just starting a, a project or I've kind of been working on it where I, I'm not entirely sure what it is. I'm hoping it'll be a cool book one day. Um, <gasps> but awesome. yeah, photographing um, on my Instagram. It's, and I think my friends the other day were like, yeah, so are you, when did you become a pet photographer? I'm like, yeah, I know. Okay. I, it's, <laughs> it's just animals right now, but, um, yeah, just basically, you know, trying to capture the bonds between, um, animals and their people and the stories behind them. And yeah, trying to. That's so trying many to stories there. Mm -hmm. I love that. And mm -hmm. I love that you were doing that for, um, rescues because you're so right. Like how many people have fallen in love with a photo? Yeah. Um, yeah. And been like, I need this. Pet. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to be a bounce maker two days ago because I photographed some newborn kittens and one of them, his name is Elvis. He's got, yeah. he's hilarious. He's this tuxedo kitten and he's got this beauty mark, um, <laughs> this little black dot beauty mark. It's hysterical. Um, and my cousin saw it on my Instagram story and she's like, um, can we put our name down for him? So it was kind of funny. And I was like, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'll put in the word. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're actually right now, I just put an application for a kitten that I saw on Facebook, this awesome. tiny little five week old kitten. And I don't Aww. know if we're going to get her or not. But um, my husband and I, I'm like, don't stare at the photo too much. <laughs> I know, but you know, when, when it's, before we get her. I know, but when it's the right photo, they jump out at you and you're like, wow, I'm dead. Yeah. I gotta go. I gotta go it's adopt over. that like ASAP. Yeah, I know. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I love mm -hmm. it. Well, thank you so much, Molly. I will give um, everybody your website. Cool. We have an email. We have a telephone number. We have her Instagram. That's all going to be in the show notes. So guys, check it out. Reach out to Molly. Mm -hmm. um, and thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. It's been fun. I figured out how to, how to do a podcast. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> This is your aspiring sensei, Susan Light, signing off. 
If you want to work with me, you can find me at doggydojopodcast.com. I offer video sessions no matter where you're located. The music was written by Mac Light. You can find him at maclightsongwriter.com. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast with other dog lovers. And I'll see you here next Tuesday with a brand new episode of the Doggy Dojo.